0: Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. It's a form of control. It's a form of destabilizing people. It's, It's really a way of getting a narcissist victim to believe that they don't have power. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Today's episode is all about my most favorite lines of a narcissist. Okay, so I have heard it all when helping people negotiate with narcissists and break free from these toxic relationships, And they say the same things over and over again. The thing about narcissists is that they do have a pattern of how they speak. And that's the good news. I mean, the bad news is that it is so, so difficult to deal with them. But the good news is that there is a pattern in dealing with them. And so if you're kind of wondering am i dealing with a narcissist is it is it true is this person that i'm trying to manage communicate with negotiate with a narcissist i do have seven different phrases here and all of them taken together are kind of a checklist for you. So you can kind of see taken together, Hmm, is this person a narcissist that I'm dealing with? Okay. So, and as I said, I've helped millions of people through this channel, thousands of people through my practice in, in coaching people through negotiations, through my law practice. So, I definitely have seen it all. Believe me. All right. So, number 1 is you make such a big deal out of everything. This is really a form of gaslighting. It's really a form of gaslighting. And gaslighting is a way of making people feel like they're crazy. It's a it's a form of control. It's a form of Destabilizing people. It's it's really a way of getting a narcissist victim to believe that they don't have power. And so it's something that narcissists use to make the the their victims feel confused. So you make such a big deal out of everything. That's number one. Number two, this is really from a male to a female, okay? And this is, is it your time of the month? Yeah, I know. It is so misogynistic. It's so misogynistic. It's so degrading. It's so devaluing. And it really is just so meant to be. I'm. I just don't. I'm. I'm not giving any credence to what you're saying. I'm totally gonna just devalue whatever it is that just came out of your mouth, because I'm just gonna say, "Oh, is it your time of the month?" So that's number two, and uh, number three is. Other people's wives or husbands think blah, blah, blah. Other people's spouses or in the same vein, it's even so and so agrees with me. This is all in the same line of everyone else thinks, everyone else believes or no one else thinks. It's a way of making you feel Isolated, it's a way of making you feel like you're the only one who thinks this or or no one else thinks that. And it's, it's actually also part of almost like a smear campaign that has started as well, because in that, they also maybe have started to speak about you. To these people. And during the discard phase, you do see the birth of the smear campaign as well. And uh, I do have a whole video on how to shut down the narcissist smear campaign, which I highly recommend that you check out because sometimes the smear campaign can actually start long before. You even know the discard phase has started, where they started planting seeds long before they started saying things about you long before that aren't even necessarily where they don't come across necessarily where I'm saying something bad about the person. they they couch it in terms of concern. A lot of times I'm concerned about this person's parenting skills. I'm concerned about this person's drinking. I'm concerned about how much this person is working. I'm concerned about their long hours. I'm concerned about how much time they spend away from home. I'm concerned about something like that where it's a backhanded smear. And so then by the time the discard phase comes along, they can say, oh, I told you that they spend so much time away. So that by the time it comes time to go into a custody phase or something like that, they can say, oh, I told you that they were never around or I told you they were a terrible parent or whatever. And even so-and-so agrees with me that you were never around and that you're a terrible parent. Everyone else thinks that you're horrible. No one else thinks that you should have custody, something like that. And so everyone else believes this or that. And they do the same thing, by the way even in a workplace setting. So it doesn't have to be necessarily a marriage. It can be a workplace setting too. They do the same thing. So no one else thinks that you should get this promotion. No one else thinks that you're good at sales. Or no one else thinks that you are very good at this job and everyone else thinks that I'm better at it. That sort of thing. I mean, it's the same principle. You can take this same principle and apply it across the board to whatever it is that we're talking about. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zong. They just want what they want. They want you to be pushing your feelings back into their direction they don't want to have to spend any time giving anything into your direction when it comes to the safety of a child in a divorce case involving alcohol abuse there is no compromise take back power strength and truth from the narcissist in your life with documented proof of sobriety SoberLink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they're not drinking when a child's safety is at risk. Soberling's real-time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party. Judges rest assured that the child is safe. Attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety and both parents have empowerment, and peace of mind, I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create the resource Tips for Negotiating with a Narcissist. To download the guide and get $50 off your Soberlink device, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash negotiate. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging like a narcissist or other high conflict personality and you're feeling powerless. Make sure to download my free win my negotiation cheat sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. I think that that heart in my hole was was just so big and I didn't realize you know even though I loved God and And all of that, you know, the times that I was close or the times I drifted away from him, um, I still needed that healing to be whole and to trust him and to really just be a person on my own without having to, you know, have that other person in my life. And now we return to today's show. Okay, so that's number three. Number four is, why are you bringing this up now? So what they do is they take whatever it is that you are trying to bring up and and they attack what you're talking about in a way that they they attack your tone the timing when you're bringing it up where you're bringing it up so that you never get to bring up what it is that you get to what, what you're the topic of what you're bringing up so that you're, you're never heard, right? Because then you, you feel totally frustrated. You're, you never feel like you matter then it's a way of devaluing you. It's a way of disrespecting you. And if you, if you think that this is so true so far, put so true in the comments. Uh, another one that they'll say is, I don't like your tone. I don't like your body language. I don't like how you're standing. I don't like your posture. Again, it's something else to attack so that you never get to the point of what it is that you're saying. Okay. And number six is you're so ungrateful or some derivation thereof. You're so unappreciative. You don't know how good you have it. Something like that. It's, it's always something about around how how great they've been to you and how much you don't appreciate how good they are and and something to make you feel guilty something to make you feel guilty so and 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 especially if you are trying to ask for something from them you are trying to get them to be held accountable for something. You're trying to hold them responsible for something. You're trying to get them to be, especially if you, or you're even asking for them to acknowledge you or acknowledge your feelings, even not holding them accountable, even just, acknowledge you in any way that's when you're ungrateful you're unappreciative you don't know how good you have it all of those things that's when you they become a victim they become a victim somehow it gets turned around back onto them so that's number 6 and number 7 number 7 is you can never let anything go. You can never let anything go or can't we just move on? You're always starting problems. Can't we just move on? Why, can't, why do we have to think about this? Why do we have to dwell on things? If, if you want to try to bring up anything, anything that's an issue then they the next thing that they want to do is just forget about it move on just let's just sweep it under the rug let's just move on let's just get to the next level you'll see it'll all be better and and just basically future fake you you'll see it'll all be better and why do we have to dwell on things and okay great i already said it would be better in the future let's just move on i we're you got what you wanted i said fine okay it'll be better in the future from now on you'll see it'll be amazing and they don't they don't want to hear anything more about it and they just try to love bomb their way into saying the rest of the time it'll be incredible and they just want to focus on that And they don't want to hear anything more about you, your feelings, how they may have hurt you, or they just don't want to be having that paraded into their face. They just want to think about the future. They want you to think about the future because they just, they don't want to have to be held accountable at all. They don't want to be held accountable. They want to be held responsible. And and they really believe that if they can just get you to think about the future, that you'll just forget about it too. And that they can just love bomb you back into thinking about the future and that you'll just forget about it and that everybody can just move on. And then they won't have to be held responsible for it, that they can just charm you with their charisma, the way they did in the beginning, and that you'll just move forward. And they don't care about your feelings anyway. So what, what difference does it make? They just want what they want. They want you to be pushing your feelings back into their direction. They don't want to have to spend any time giving anything into your direction. And that concludes another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks for joining me on this episode. If you would like to subscribe to this episode, we would love to have you. Make sure you subscribe and write a a review and rate it. We would love to have that as well. And we will be back next week with another episode. Of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks for joining me. And as always, remember that they only win if you give in. And remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening.